Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, everyone, it's Caravan of Garbage. Because Ocean's 8 is, is nearly in theatres, or it is, who knows? Uh, we thought maybe we'd it's look- been long gone. We don't know when you're w- watching or listening to this. That's fine. Or maybe there's a third format that we don't even know exists <laughs> in the future. Yeah, maybe someone shoots a bullet of entertainment right into your brain. Ah, my brain! Ooh, <laughs> content. <laughs> So we thought we'd look at the original Ocean's Eleven. And now that's this is the original, the original, original. original this isn't yeah. the this isn't the one with your Clooney and your Brad Pitt. Those boys. No, it's with some stars of yesteryear, which at the time were the stars of today. Correct. The Ocean's Eleven, the kind of we grew up with, with your George Clooney's and your Brad Pitts. I rewatched it recently. It's a blast, man. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's a rollicking adventure. Everyone's got different skills. We grew up with it. We grew up with it. But the tagline of I watched this- it every my, I watched it with my dad every year. That's right. But the tagline of this movie should be: Imagine the simplest heist to ever be pulled off by eleven of the drunkest and dumbest men on the planet. Was that is that accurate? Look, you're wrong because it's drunkest and dumbest and most interchangeable men. <laughs> yes, because who's who in this movie? I mean, you, you kind of you recognise your Dean Martins, you recognise your Frank Sinatra, your Sammy Davis Jr. Cesar Romero's in it. He is, that's true. Which is a bit of a blast. Wearing his iconic, I will never shave this off, (laughs) even for my role as the Joker, mustache. That's it. But everybody else just kind of guys with slick hair, drinking whiskey at a bar. Wearing ill-fitting suits. And calling each other from... They're all in different hotels calling each other, but via the operator. And you have to see all of that. But then often they're not in, or they pretend they're not in. At one point, Cesar Romero picks up the phone and he goes, Operator, cancel all my upcoming calls. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't want to see any more scenes where somebody calls somebody else through the operator. So the idea is that Frank Sinatra's character, you're Danny Ocean, if mm. you will. He's the only character, I think, who keeps his name. Oh, in the new ones. In the, in the new one, they all have different names. Okay, gotcha. Okay, mm. fair enough. So they're all from this uh, World War II airborne division. They're all, they're all ex-paratroopers. Yeah. And so it's about, it's 15 years after the war. It's 1960. It's the 60s. It's the swing in 60s, Mason. Mm-hmm. And it opens with a guy getting a shave. I think it's quite the swing in 60s, yeah. No, it, well, it was shot in like 59. Yeah, so right. It's, yeah. It's the dull and dreary 50s. Yeah. The first thing we see of Frank Sinatra is he, he sidles on into a room where one of 
of his mates is getting a massage and he's wearing a delightful orange cashmere sweater uh-huh. and it's possibly the worst thing I've ever seen. Brutal. Look, it's not the worst thing about this movie. Oh, absolutely I mean, it's not. It's not even the worst thing about that scene. The, the worst <laughs> thing about that scene is this is just an oily shirtless man sitting on a couch just, just ruining the upholstery. That's but it, all right. yeah. I should stress also before we get way into this movie, nothing happens in it. No, absolutely not. When, when you find out what the heist is... Because they're talking about this heist and they're getting the crew together. It's 52 minutes in before you find out what it is. Mm. And the heist, and we'll get to it. You took notes. Oh, absolutely <laughs> I did. You had a stopwatch going. There's yeah. no... It's the simplest thing you'll ever see in your life. There's, and, and you think when they're gathering the crew that they're all going to have different skills or different personalities. <laughs> or- <laughs> Imagine having a different personality <laughs> from, a, from another guy in 1960. But they're mostly entirely interchangeable. And the only ones with skills is one's an electrician... Yep. And one drives a garbage truck. And everybody else is can kind of do the same thing. You're incorrect. Thing. Frank Sinatra, Danny Ocean's ability is that he can mimic various accents, but <laughs> only on the phone and only for prank-related purposes. And he has to put a handkerchief over the yeah. receiver. So there's pressure from the kind of guy he wants to get this Ocean's group together to pull this casino heist. They're going to knock over mm. five casinos. I should also stress um, that the modern day one, the, the, 2000, the 1999 or whatever it is, 2001, yeah. that also takes a while to get to the heist. Yeah. But you don't really notice because it's fast moving and breezy and they mix it up with a lot of set pieces. He's the thief. He's, he's the acrobat guy. He's the demolitions guy. Yeah, right. he's the, the croupier work, working and the floor. we introduce all those, and I don't want to compare it to the new one so much, mm. but the new one is so much better. Ugh. But the, 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 the new one, the first 45 minutes is just introducing characters, but it's like, here's something that's happening on a racetrack. Here's something that's happening in a, in a robbery in progress. Here's something happening on a subway. This movie, it's just, hey, here's a dude in a suit in a hotel room. <laughs> here's another dude in a suit in a hotel room. Here's a guy in a hotel bar. Mm. There's a guy that's getting out of jail. But we don't see him get out of jail. It's just, just on the in phone. An office. <laughs> it's like, oh, we can't use him. He's in jail. Ah, uh, actually, we can because he's getting out of jail. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, hey, man, you've gotten out of jail. Yes, I got out of jail. <laughs> what was jail like? It was fine. Don't want to talk about it or see it though. <laughs> there is a fist fight early on, and this happens in, I guess, the action set piece of the movie. Uh-huh. We we cut to a burlesque club, mm-hmm. and Frank Sinatra's there, and he's 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 having a drink at the bar, and people are sidling up to each other, getting a whiskey or whatever. <laughs> there's a lot of there's sidling. A, there's a lot of that. And what passes for entertainment in this era that I love is there's a woman on stage. She's in like a bikini with with a skirt, and she's just holding a snake above her head and just just twirling. moving in a circle. Yeah, and then. It, the end she kind of goes down on one knee to raucous applause is wild it's like another universe it's isn't crazy. it it's crazy yeah well I was going to say like the first time I watched the show Mad Men yeah. which is again is set in the 60s as well I'm like this is like a parallel universe it's like an <laughs> alien world because the attitudes are so different and, yeah. the, and the and the reality is so different and it's it's the same here it's like is this what people like <laughs> You went out for this. You dressed up. You put on a tu- you put on a, an, an ill-fitting boxy tuxedo to go out and watch a woman twirl a snake. <laughs> well, the second woman that comes out, who's called Honeyface, who's the wife of one of the men who's pulling off the heist, she comes out in a in a white dress, and I'm thinking, okay, she's going to sing, she's going to dance, she's going to do a cartwheel, fire twirl. I don't know. And then she just clip clops in a circle for about a minute. To everybody, and everybody's watching, and uh-huh. then it cuts to the bar, and Frank Sinatra's having a conversation with the guy's wife or whatever, and you hear the crowd kind of rear up that something's happening, and I expect it's going to cut back, and she's balancing on a chair or throwing a knife or yeah. something, but she's just 
clip-clopping in a circle. <laughs> it's, this, it's exactly the same There's thing. A, we're introduced to Sammy Davis's junior char- Sammy Davis Jr.'s character. It's just a, a bunch of blue-collar dudes standing in an open field, like around maybe like a drum of fire, <laughs> and somebody's just playing the somebody's just playing a harmonica. <laughs> somebody's just playing a harmonica, and then they stop playing the harmonica, and people are like, "Yeah, good stuff." Yeah, there was a song I recognised that Dean, Dean Martin well, he plays, sung. He, he sings, "Ain't that a kick in the head?" He, he plays, it, which he I, sings it twice, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. But there's also a bar fight early on, and it's the choreography you'd expect from this era. A guy throws a right, someone blocks it on their left, and then punches <laughs> him in the face, and that happens like three different times. Uh-huh. There's no finesse to it. It's just block, punch in the face. That's it. You would think if you lived in this era, maybe swing your punch, yeah. expect it to be blocked, <laughs> yeah, and, then right. ca- and then expect it to be blocked and for the other guy to then punch you in the head and then block <laughs> that punch. That's it. And then just get see who gets tired of blocking first. <laughs> That's how fighting worked back then. There's also the subplot, which is kind of similar to the new one, where Danny Ocean is has fallen out with his wife. Yes. And he's trying to get her back. But in this version, Danny Ocean is also got a girl on the side. Yeah. Who he makes really mad because he wants to end it. And she throws a glass at him and it hits the wall. Uh-huh. And then later, there's another scene where he goes to get tries to get his wife back. And then he goes back to this woman and gives her his hotel key. Even though he's trying to get his wife back. <laughs> he's playing both sides. He's playing both he's, sides. Wow. And she goes... He's he- really hedging his bets. He really is. And she goes, not like any of this, Danny Ocean. And she calls his wife. And his wife's like, go fuck yourself. I love Danny Ocean even more. Even though you know, you've told me all this. He's my number one fella or whatever. Yeah, right. And again, it's like... What universe is it's, this? It, there's some strange attitudes back then. So, so uh, have we gotten to the look? All the all the delightful characters have been introduced. I I can't even. <laughs> Peter okay. Warford is another guy. Yeah, there's another. Okay, so the guy they get out of jail is an electrician. He's important. Yeah. Would you say there's a guy who turns up to the house just before the where they're going to plan the the big heist and they're going to uh-huh. do the big reveal and he's he's in a cowboy hat and he's drunk and he's got a broken arm. Yeah, that's except right. Except he's not drunk. And he comes in, and the guy who's in charge is like, "What are we get this guy for? He's got he's a got broken, broken arm. He can't do anything. What are you? What are you doing?" And then uh, Danny Ocean's like, "Watch this!" And he throws him a billiard ball, and he catches it. And he's like, "With his it's broken a, arm." He's like, "Look, it's a fake cast," and he takes it off. And everyone's like, "Great stuff!" He's done it again. And I'm he's thinking, a real chameleon. Is he like a sleight of hand guy? What's yep. his skill? It must factor into his quick reflexes and the fact that he he's got a he's got a fake cast. Nothing. It never. It, that <laughs> never come comes up, up again. Yeah, it's, he's just a guy. He just went. Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be joining the Ocean Boys. I'm gonna be meeting the big boss. I'd better pretend to be drunk <laughs> and put a cast on, so he knows that I'm a master of of deception. Ridiculous. It, it never comes up. At no point do we see he has to smuggle something through, so he puts a fake cast on. It never happens again. No. It's wild. Bizarre. So they show up for this meeting and. Frank Sinatra pulls out a, a map. Well, it's not a map. It's it's a road, and it's got like six. You know what other skill he has? What? He's got weird. He's just got a magician skills because that's <laughs> like a blue handkerchief and like a silk one, and then he waves his hand around it, and then it's a yellow handkerchief, and then it's a map. Oh wow! Like he does some he does some serious close up magic skills, but we don't see any of that. No. I bet I bet Frank Sinatra didn't actually do that either. But it's close up magic <laughs> stuff. It's yeah. somebody else's hands. Yeah, right. I'd almost guarantee it. So they reveal. 
And I'm thinking, oh, this must be some elaborate heist where they're gonna they're gonna rob one and then you know and they're gonna come in through the ceiling or whatever. But it's basically there's six casinos in a row and they're gonna switch off the power and then they're just gonna walk in and take the money. <laughs> and I'm thinking there must be a, like a, a twist to this. There must be something kind of goes wrong. Uh-huh. But it's literally that. That's all they need well, to look, do. This, the additional wrinkle is. That when the lights get cut out in a like when the power gets cut at the casino, there's some backup power which it, which turns on the light turns the lights back on. Yeah, right. So what they're going to do is they're going to cut two wires. Yes. And they're going to switch the wires. So instead of when the when the backup power generator switches on, instead of the lights coming back on, it's just going to open all the security doors. Yes. That's and, it. And that's what they need the electrician for. But. Frank Ocean is the one who... Danny ta- Ocean. Danny, sorry, You're thinking of Frank Ocean, the great singer. Danny Ocean is the one who tells the electrician to do that. He's like, can't you just switch the wires? And the electrician's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> right. And it's so, it was so important that this guy would be out of jail to do this. Yeah, right. This thing that Frank or Danny Ocean already <laughs> right. knew about. You could, I, that's true. That didn't occur to me. But yeah, you could just get a regular electrician and be like, hey, can you come here for a sec? Hey, can you switch these wires? Yeah, cool. Here's 50 bucks. All right, see you later, mate. So when they're scoping out the casinos, they're suspiciously walking around the floor, just nodding to each other. You notice that there's <laughs> yeah. a, like one will stand near a door and he's dressed as a cleaner. And then there's a guy at the bar and they're like, nod. It feels very much like a student film or a film that they did on the day. Yes. But then I guess there was a script to this or well, was there? Well, I can talk about that a bit more at the end, but there was a script. Uh-huh. But this was also shot around them all performing their shows in Vegas at the time. Okay. So they'd perform their shows and they'd get up early and then they'd do this and then they'd drink until they'd have to do the next show right. or whatever whatever these guys did these guys do. But when the heist starts, they're all they they look so suspicious. And they're just standing awkwardly and again, like looking at each other, yep. like from across the room. <laughs> Nodding and <laughs> saluting and waving. <laughs> but though, but the doors just open when the lights go out and they just walk in with a duffel bag. And the security guards don't have any, like, th- there's no flashlights, there's nah. no dogs, there's no... They hold some hostage briefly, don't they? I'm yeah. fairly certain that happens. Oh, also the the because you know you know how in all these these heist movies there's like normally the security is impregnable, but on this day at this time yeah. this is going to happen. <laughs> there's going to be a system reboot. There's going to be a computer thing. Everybody's going to be doing a thing, yep. and so we've got exactly thirty seconds, and we're going to do this, and we're going to switch the cameras, and we're going to do what whatever. The main thing of this is, well, normally the security would be impregnable and we, we, would, we would immediately be caught. But in this instance, it's New Year's Day. It's going to hit the stroke of midnight and everybody in Las Vegas is going to stop what they're doing and sing Auld Lang Syne all together without exception. For a minute and 32 seconds. 38 seconds. 38 seconds. Don't seconds. Give, yeah. <laughs> You gotta be precise. But also, like, I've been at New Year's parties where they people have sung Old Lang Syne, and people sing Old Lang Syne for as long as they can be bought. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet.
Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Bothered concentrating. <laughs> yes. Or for as long as they can remember the words, which is usually about 20 seconds. Yeah, the, but- fa- the fact that they've gone, okay, look, we've timed it out. There's a old Lang sign goes for a minute and 38 <laughs> seconds. So everybody is going to be steadfast and they're going to be locked into this song for exactly that amount of time. So that's exactly how long we have. No. <laughs> that mean, is a wild supposition to be like, nobody's going to be doing anything else. But this is an era where people can watch a woman clip, a snake. clip clop a snake around a stage. I guess so. <laughs> 20 I guess they're like, oh, okay, right. Time to... Wow, we've got, you know what, everybody, we've got a minute and 38 seconds to not think about the grim realities of death. So let's do it. Let's fire up. And we only sing this song once a year. Yeah. It would be that kind of thing where if you, if you sing it when it's not that and if you don't it, sing if you don't sing it for the full amount of time, you're un-American. Right. You're, you're probably a communist. So so they, they, they walk in and they walk out with the money. Yep. They put it in trash cans out the back of each casino. Yep. So, because that's the easiest way to get it out of Vegas because Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. is going to come in and, and grab it in the garbage His truck. His skill is driving a garbage truck. Not a terrible idea, mm-hmm. granted. But just when you think everything's fine, Mason, uh, the one who got out of jail has a heart attack and he dies in the street, presumably because, like all of them, he smokes 100 cigarettes a day. <laughs> And he's always been 55. <laughs> That's right, exactly. He's always been 55 years old. That's how he was born, like all of them. <laughs> His heart's never been good. So when one of them dies, there's a moment where Frank Sinatra is kind of talking about it. And he's like, we've got to still do the heist or whatever. We're still Ocean's Eleven or whatever. And the other guy's like... Oh, Frank Sinatra seems to be taking it hard. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's the same inflection in his voice. His face is stoic. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. Maybe there's nuance here to men from the 50s and 60s that I'm not picking up on. Mm. But that guy doesn't have a shred of emotion in his entire body. Mm. Uh, anyway, so it's like $6 million. 
there's no cameras, so nobody's seen anything. Yep. Uh, so they, the the law enforcement's big plan is check every bag at the airport, which is hilarious nowadays because they make you take your shoes off. Yeah, right. And it's also, hey, you know that one ro- road that goes out of Vegas? Just stop every car. Yeah, except <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. driving the, the truck full of money, the garbage truck, just rolls up and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on at the at the checkpoint? And the cops are just like, Get this truck out of here. Just go straight through. We don't have time to deal with you, garbage truck man. But there's also, you see them checking other people and there's like an old woman in a car and she's like, what happened? They're like, that was a a robbery or whatever. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she just drives off. Check the boot. Check the back seat. Yeah. Do something. So they could have just driven it out in a regular car. They could have just put it in a briefcase, I'd imagine, and just walked through the desert. Yeah. I don't know. They could have put... The cash in their clothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. In the spare tire, they could... Oh, my God. Because $6 million, physically, mm. it's not a lot of money. It's like six small bags. So, anyway, they Sammy Davis Jr. drops it off at the uh, drops it off the garbage dump to pick up later. But in the meantime, there's a guy played by Cesar Romero, who is the soon-to-be stepfather of Frank Sinatra's mate, whose yeah. one problem is... That he's always had money for all the 55 years that he's been alive, being 55 for. And his mum always gives him money. And yeah. he's like, that's my problem. My whole life, whenever I needed money, my mum would just give yeah, me yeah. money. That's why I want to pull this high stuff. There's, okay, there's a scene where he calls his mother, right? And he goes, mum, I need some money. And she's like, oh, why? Not again. Why? And he's like... I just need some spending money. Yes. And she's like, oh, fine then. I Carry thought it on. was for an investment. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if fine. you want to spend it, that's Here it fine. Is. Anyway, yeah, but so so his mother is going to be marrying Cesar Romero, a man who is clearly the same age as him. There's a hilarious line because Cesar Romero very quickly figures out that it's these 11 guys. Because mm-hmm. he's like, well, that guy died in the street. And he... He was a paratrooper. He was a paratrooper with, with Frank Ocean's men. But I know he's not Frank Ocean, I'm he, combining names. It's fine. But he... Oh, yeah. But he doesn't, fig, he doesn't figure it out by detective work or no. examining a crime scene. Just his... just his Wife-to-be. Wife-to-be just, is just like, boy, they're a paratrooper. Boy, well, all, all his army friends are hanging out, aren't they? They're always having meetings and saying... They're probably up to something. Probably up to something in Las Vegas. Why else would they be in Las Vegas? And he's like, up to something in Las Vegas? <laughs> like a crime? Because he's looking for criminals. Yeah. Instead of these, these 11 trained men. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he figures it out and he goes to Frank Sinatra and he's like, what you've done, it's a real bloody work of art. First of all, it's fucking not. It's just no. walking into a room and taking some money. But he's like, I, I envy you guys. I envy you, youth. Mm. And I looked up his age. This dude is seven years older than Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> also, what I like about uh, so so Cesar Romero's character, he's investigating this crime, but he's not a cop. No, he's a former gang. He's a former like mob guy who just wants to solve the crime so he can take the money, I guess, for his, for himself. Yeah. Even though his wife's rich, yes, so and he's rich also. <laughs> he's also independently rich. I, and I mean, maybe he wants to do it for kicks or to get one over in these guys. And so he just goes to. Frank Sinatra and... Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. And he goes to the other dudes and he's like, listen, I know what you did and I want half the money. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, there's barely half there's a not denial. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Prove it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's none of that at all. Because he doesn't know where it's gone. He doesn't know how they got it out of the the, no. the city, even, even if they have got it out of the city. That's exactly he's it. He's just like, 
you better give me half the money. They should just be like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's literally no evidence because there's no cameras. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Get get out of here, mate. You can just say somebody else saw you somewhere else at that exact time. And there'd and be no way to prove it. Forever. That was forensics back in the day. But I guess the Cesar Romero guy is supposed to be the bad guy. But I'm like, okay, he's found you out and you've admitted it immediately. Just give him half. He's not a worse bloke than you. I like him more than any of you. (laughs) Give him half of the money. Yeah. That's not Uh, unreasonable. Yeah, because Cesar Romero's character, whose name I cannot recall and will not look up, uh, (laughs) he he initially goes to the casino bosses and he's like, give me 30% of this money and I will will find these guys for you. And then he goes and he double crosses them and he's like, give me 50% of the money. Yeah. Just find a middle ground. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, Frank Sinatra could have just been like, look, we didn't get that much. Look, we lost some of it. We'll give you a hundred grand yeah, to get out of that's here. That's it. That's yeah. all you need to do. Mm. So anyway, they uh, they put on blackface and they <laughs> Well, it's more of a disguise because what they do, what they do, they under the cover of darkness, they sneak into uh, where the electrician's body is and they put all the money in the coffin because they're like, nobody will find it in the coffin of the guy who died who is clearly linked, is clearly to, this linked to us and this crime. So mm. we just take it away from the garbage dump with infinite piles of rubbish where you'd never find it. Also, if it can fit in a coffin, it could also fit in probably any coffin-sized object. As we previously mentioned, put it in a hot water heater. Put it in a couple of suitcases. Exactly. But in doing so, they take out 10 grand for the son of the electrician to give to him. Mm -hmm. But they also leave a band that says $10,000 on the floor next to the coffin. And the guy at the mortician rings Cesar Romero and he's like, you told me to ring if something funny happened. And I'll tell you what something funny happened. I found a band that said 10 grand next to the coffin. I didn't open the coffin, but I just thought I'd want you to know that I found this band for $10,000. Look, rules are rules. Mortician's rules. Once you close that coffin, you you never open it up again. So the idea is that they're going to go back after the funeral and get this money back. (laughs) How closed is this closed casket funeral? You know, never want to check anything. So to make sure everything's going to plan. You never, uh, che- you never open that coffin to make sure the right nah, guy's in there? No. Nah, what if it was you? an open casket funeral? Yeah. Which a lot of them were and still are. So they're in a hotel. The phone rings. Frank Ocean answers the phone and he goes, Operation Pine Box. In case it wasn't clear. He goes, what if it, what if it was Cesar Romero? Oh, it's in the coffin, is it? Because you just said pine box and your friend recently died and is in a pine box. There's literally it's no It's supposed other... to be covert. There's only one thing called... Po- There's only one thing that you call a pine box and it's a coffin. <laughs> Gee, bloody hell. I'm glad you were paying more attention than I was because I didn't pick up on that. So that was, great stuff. So they're sitting there in the in the funeral as it's happening and Cesar Romero's at the back and he's like, I bloody got them. And then the, the priest or whatever's like, and now it's time for the body to be cremated. And they're like, wah, wah, wah. And they all look at each other one at a time. Mm, because the the mortician, it's a it's the same mortician, right? He just goes to the the widow, yeah. and he says, "Listen, you don't want to ship the coffin back to where you live because mm. that's very expensive. So just have the funeral here, and then we'll just immediately cremate the whole thing <laughs> yeah, straight away. Right. That'll be much cheaper." And she's like, "Oh, cool, okay, great." What they could have done is turn the lights off and just walk in and take the, the money again, again right? <laughs> It's starting to see, but that's the thing. Like, maybe they don't want to take the money. Maybe it's a psychological block. Like, it seems to be. Why couldn't they just take it? Take it out? Because the the movie just ends. They just leave. Yeah, and the credits are them just walking away down the street. The coffin's not on fire. Just. 
storm in and yeah. grab it. Yeah. You know who can't go into a mortuary? Anybody else besides the mortician, <laughs> right? You just wait till the coffin's about to go in the thing because it takes literally hours to burn something like yes. that in a, in, a, in a crematorium and just be like, we'll take it from here. Okay, bye. Idiots. Oh, God. What a pack of fucking dummies. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a horrible film. Yeah. I know people are like, I hope Ocean's 8 doesn't tarnish the legacy of the Ocean's films. Most of these films are terrible. Three out of the four are bad. At least. Yes. And oh, look, I don't mind Ocean's 13. It's fine. Yeah. But this is horrendous. And I remember reading an interview with George Clooney around the time when his version came out. Mm-hmm. And it was something like, hey, uh, how does it feel to be like taking on like this legacy of a film, this titan of a, of a blockbuster, you know, that was out and then everybody loved it. And he's like, have you seen it? It's a <laughs> <Right>. horrible film. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. There's, there is no way we can't improve on that. So I've got, I've got a couple of facts here, Mason, okay. from the film. Great. Unless you've got some final well, thoughts. Well, I was going to say final thoughts, just some miscellaneous thoughts. One, everybody dresses like garbage in this film, <laughs> yes. except potentially Cesar Romero and, and the, the old boss, the, the, the miscellaneous, vaguely Mediterranean boss guy. Everybody's like, oh my God, back in the day, everybody is so stylish. And so, no, they're not. Everybody's wearing a weird boxy suit. <laughs> a grey button- suit. Everybody's wearing a weird boxy suit that's buttoned at a weird angle and all their collars are askew. <laughs> And the jackets bunch up at the back when they put their hands in their pockets. Because they're drunk. Yeah, they're they're drunk. all drunk. They're all drunk, yeah. And also, um, second one, every woman in this movie is being called toots and slapped on the ass. <laughs> That's right. What a film. Yeah. Anyway, you got some facts. I'm for, ready. For a colour movie, there are endless interiors of grey walls and people wearing grey clothes. Yep. That's as not was, interesting. As was the style at the time. And significant portions of the movie's interactions between major characters were ad-libbed. The actors playing the leading roles all knew each other well and improvised dialogue as well as uh-huh. or better than the script. Oh, they all, they all just <laughs> improvised some sweet in-jokes that clearly only they knew about. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of little fun little things that if you were Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin or followed them obsessively, maybe you would get. But shortly afterwards, no idea. What are they even talking about? This movie is utter shit. There's a, <laughs> a lot of my favourite movies come from this era of yeah, right. filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But this is some bottom-rung garbage. Good luck getting through it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's two hours. Yeah. And it's not... It doesn't go by to clip. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Caravan of Garbage. Uh, if you've got a suggestion for something terrible to watch or read or do or play or whatever, we're more than happy to, to give it a bloody look. See, oh, I would love to. Yeah, if you've got any thoughts on this, please leave it below. A like always helps, doesn't it, Mason? Absolutely, probably. Also, if you're listening to this, there's a video version, so you can watch all this glory in mm. beautiful grey and you want to see some boxy suits? <laughs> yeah. We got this. We got it for you. That's exactly it. Also, there's videos here every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday if you want to check them out. We also have a podcast called The Weekly Planet. Weekly Planet. Where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out every Monday. We've probably got an Oceans episode coming up, don't we? I'd say so. That's exciting, isn't it? Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Everybody have a fun and good time. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. I've been drunk this whole time. Did you ad-lib this? Yeah, this that, whole thing. Oh, that's that's yeah, yeah, very yeah. nice. You, you handed me the script, but I'm like, no, no, I can think of some things that are as good or better. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 